You're listening to Excellence Above Talent, a podcast where we have the hard conversations about the lives of men and what leads us to achieve greatness and suffer defeat. Hear from other men's journeys as well, as we all learn and grow together to become inspirations to ourselves and those around us. And now your host, Aaron Thomas. What's up, my beautiful people? Aaron Thomas with Excellence Above Talent. I'll tell you this, the last couple of weeks have been a learning process. I don't like the word struggle because struggle is a part of life. And so when people say struggle, it's, you know, heartache and pain and, you know, things are hard. And that's just, it's just going to happen. It's just the way, a way of life. So the past couple of weeks has been difficult because of the mindset that I put myself in. I cannot blame a certain circumstance or people or money or where I'm at in my life. It was solely because I took the positive that I was looking at and I turned to the negative and I saw an overwhelming hill that it was impossible to climb. And you you put yourself in like these negative states and you're trying to, you know, figure out how and what are you going to do? And sometimes you take matters into your own hands and you force things and you push things that shouldn't be forced. And then you find yourself overwhelmed, frustrated, depressed, angry, because the life you feel like you should be living, you're not living. And all of this happened because I turned the positive and all the good things happening in my life I turned it inwards and started looking at all the negative things that happened in my life. And it just kind of sends you down this spiral. So I have been dealing with the issue of abandonment. Last week's podcast, I was talking about how it was, it's hard to ask for help, but in this process, and I think it's a beautiful process that we all get to do. And that is living out our life while trying to figure out why we do the things that we do. Try to figure out the traumas that has happened in our lives from an early age and that has followed us through adulthood. We get to find out how we can overcome those traumas, how we can learn and grow from those traumatic events. And my traumatic event that I feel like I haven't really learned from until these last few weeks was abandonment. When I was in the fifth or sixth grade, I remember my dad walking me and my little brother to school in Crane, Texas. And he was telling us how him and my mom were probably going to get a divorce and how his dad left him and his dad, dad left him. And it was just kind of a way of life. And he would still be there. He would still love us. You know, not a whole lot would change. And so as a kid, you you have hope that a whole lot won't change, right? But I also put a lot of my mom and dad getting divorced on me. I was the oldest boy, and I had to 
protect my mom, but I love my dad. And I remember one day, my mom had put out all of my dad's clothes on the porch. And my dad came home and they, you know, had words. And there was something that was said that, that I, I don't know, it, it was within me in my little, you know, fifth or sixth grade ears. Um, but I just felt like it was my fault. Like I was torn between uh, my mom and my dad and I chose my mom. And I felt like I let my dad down. And so there was just, there was that, right? Not really understanding what that was, trying to process that. And then when my dad left, there wasn't a whole lot of communication. And again, I assumed it was me. And that was like my first real bout with abandonment. Not feeling love, not feeling worthy, not feeling enough. And coincidentally, that was when I was also introduced to pornography around that same time. And the feeling of masturbating and running away for, from that feeling of abandonment uh, created something to where, like, that's what I ran to. That was, like, my go-to. Anytime I felt stress, anxiety, worry, that was my vice. At, at a very early age, that's what I... Uh, ran to. And as an adult, it's something that I've ran to up until a point, right? And to this point where I'm questioning why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. Why do I feel like I need to have sex? Why do I feel the need to watch porn? Why do I feel the need to to masturbate? Because it's not when things are going good. It's when there's pressure. And I want to alleviate that pressure or run from that pressure or not feel that pressure is when those urges come to me the most. And I think I picked that up from an early age. That was my my vice at an early age when I was struggling to to cope with what was going on with my parents. And then on top of that, it was Christmas time in Crane, Texas. And we were poor. And I knew we were poor. But My mom made do with what she had. And I went to class during like the Christmas week. And there were a bunch of gifts in front of the room. And no one, you know, told me like, hey, we were buying gifts for everybody. No one told me about like a white elephant or nothing. And so I was kind of like freaking out like, oh, my gosh, like I don't have a gift for anyone. But it turned out that all the kids in, in my class, my fifth grade classroom, bought me uh, gifts. I guess, you know, poor black family, take care of the black man, make make myself feel good or whatever. And I was, I wasn't embarrassed because I didn't know, you know, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I appreciate that. But when I went home and I told my mom, there was some anger. Uh, I could see hurt. And I realized like, oh, that they were feeling sorry for me. They were you know, trying to to help, but no one asked, hey, are you struggling or do you need help? They just made that assumption and they, you know, bought me a bunch of gifts, which I played with. Every single one of them, <laughs> I played with all those gifts. But I saw the hurt and pain in my mom's eye and then I realized like, oh, they were feeling sorry for me. And I also, I also didn't like that feeling as well because I didn't ask for it. And they took it upon themselves to do it. Which, you know, hindsight is 2020. Like, it's, it's a nice gesture. I'm not 
saying it shouldn't have been done. It was a nice gesture, but, you know, we were okay. I don't think I got gifts that uh, Christmas from the fam because I think we were kind of struggling. But, I mean, we had each other, and so that was that was totally fine. But I also had those gifts that I also played with as well. But it was just, you know, these things happen at a, like back to back to back to back. And then I, I guess, masked it. I didn't want no one to think that I was, you know, broke or poor or struggling. And so I acted like, you know, I, you know, had money and everything was okay when it wasn't. So I learned how to mask how I felt at an early age from being a feeling abandoned or being abandoned from my dad and running to pornography to ease whatever pain. I was going through, acting like everything was okay and I, that I wasn't in need of anything to my peers because I didn't want to have that feeling of them needing to do something for me. I didn't want the help. It created something inside to where asking for help now is something that it's hard for me to do. And I correlate that with feeling abandoned. Because if I ask for help and you don't help me, that has the same feeling of abandonment to me. Like I'm, I'm abandoned all over again. So it's easier for me not to ask for help and to try to do it all by myself. And if I'm struggling to mask it all in order to protect whatever ego and pride I think I have. And so this whole past two to three weeks, there was a struggle of resetting. I needed to reset my life in order to move forward. But I haven't dealt with the abandonment issues from my father from getting a divorce and feeling that abandonment all over again. Once I got my divorce, I moved out. And well, once Erica was like, I don't want to be with you no more. I moved out. Like I, I didn't stay in the house. I moved out and I never stopped going. I might have picked up a few things. You know, get, uh, I'm on a few boards. I think I got on another board or two more boards after separating. Uh, so there was, you know, pick it up, picked up my volunteerism in the community. Like I, I just, I did more because I didn't want to feel that pain, that pressure, that anxiety. So I did more. I never took my time to process that feeling of abandonment, the abandonment of being married and thinking it was forever but it not being forever. And the crazy part was I did everything in that marriage to be abandoned because I came into it with the assumption I wasn't worthy enough to love. So why would she stay? And I manifest everything that happened in that marriage in a negative way. So people assume that manifestation doesn't happen. You can manifest things in a positive way, or you can manifest things in a negative way. And my way of thinking while married was, she's going to leave me. She doesn't love me. Why would she love me? How could she love me? And so I did everything in my power to make sure that what I was saying in my head was going to come true in real life. And the crazy part was, I was fighting it the whole time. I was fighting it because... I knew I deserved and she deserved better, but I wasn't at that place to understand and know why I was in a place of wanting to not be abandoned, 
but doing everything to be abandoned. And I'll tell you this, everyone in my life that I love, I have already lost. And it might have it might have come from, you know, going to Iraq and seeing how quickly someone could someone could die. You go out, you go out on a mission, the next day they're picking up your body pieces and you're like, "Well, what? You know, what is this?" right? And so I've had funerals in my mind with all of my family that I love, you know, dying and I've processed and and cried and and felt that pain because that helps me. Oh, I thought it helped me when dealing with abandonment issues. So I don't get attached to people as much as I should because they're they're going to die or they're, or they're already dead. And so why why create that issue within myself? Why feel abandoned knowing that I'm going to be abandoned by everybody? And it could be through dying. It could be through a breakup. It could be through a falling out. So in my head, I'm like, don't get close to anybody. Don't ask help from anybody. Try to do this on your own. And if you're struggling and going through, try to mask it. Try to be like everything's okay when it's not. And so now I'm in the process of having that conversation of abandonment. Yes, my dad left. It's not on me. That was a choice that he made. Yes, Erica divorced me. Some of that's on me, for sure. But at the end of the day... That was a choice that she made. She could have stayed and fought in that marriage if she wanted to, but she felt the need not to. And that's totally fine. Totally fine. Because that's the life that she has to live. And so I get that and I understand that now. Back then, I was, you know, in my head, I was thinking like, what the hell? Because I see dudes who aren't in the process of trying to figure it out. They're not even freaking trying. And I see women holding on to these dudes like believing and trusting and and so I felt some type of way when she wanted uh, a divorce but then again I manifested all I knew she was going to leave because I had already thought about it multiple times I pushed her I pushed her away through my actions and then once it happened then I'm sad <laughs> And so now I'm coming to that conclusion that the actions and the thoughts that I had, she had nothing to do with. That was on me. So I can't get upset or angry or hurt or pissed off because I'm a big believer and everything is my fault. And so I go and I try to figure out what I can do better. And that was one of the things. I let my fear of abandonment create a space where love and kindness and joy couldn't sit in my relationship too long because that shit got, it got weird. Ah, something bad's going to happen. It can't be this good. And because it couldn't be that good, I created unnecessary drama to make sure it wasn't that good. So I self-sabotaged myself in my relationship. Hell, in all of my relationships. And I'm now realizing that and I'm pulling myself back and I'm processing ways to be better and do better as a person and as a man so that in the next relationship, I'm not doing the same crap I did before. I know I need help because no one can do it by themselves. And I appreciate the support that I got when I asked for prayers on Facebook. Some people prayed because they really wanted to pray for me. Some people 
but just want to be nosy. Hey, what's going on? But at the end of the day, I got overwhelming amount of support and calls and texts and messages just to let me know that, hey, I'm not in this alone and that there are people out there that really do care about you or about me. And so I've taken the last couple of weeks to really go within and try to work on myself when it comes to asking for help and the fear of abandonment and looking on the inside and trying to find out a negative, you know, those, those are the things that kind of put me in this space of fuck it. Like why continue to do what I'm doing? What's the point? There is no point. But now resetting, reshifting, slowing down, allowing myself to process things, you know, getting myself out of some of these non, uh, not, not nonprofits, but getting myself out of some of these boards, off of these boards, uh, taking more time, you know, for myself to try to figure out what my next move is. Because I'm a big believer in you can always change your story. And I feel like my story needed to be changed. But I was holding on to this thought of if I just keep going, something will eventually happen. And it just, that just it wore me down. Uh, I kept going, hoping that something eventually would pop and nothing popped. And eventually I just it just wore me down. So now I'm I'm a, I'm going still, but I'm not going at the rate that I was. I am taking my time, embracing life allowing life to come to me and just kind of seeing where life leads versus me trying to force something that I may or may not like. So I'm not sure who needed to hear this. Maybe someone is going through this feeling that I, that I felt the past couple of weeks of abandonment, of not feeling love, not feeling like they're not enough, not feeling worthy of where they're at in their life. I want you to know that you are love, that you are worthy, that you are enough, and you have to go within and talk to somebody, a counselor, a friend, you know, your pastor about what's going on with you so you can get some of this stuff out of you to move forward. So if anyone hasn't told you today that they love you, let me be the first to say I love you. You're awesome. You're amazing. You deserve the best that this world has to offer. Do not give up. Do not quit. The world does not get easier, but you get stronger. Y'all have a blessed weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And for daily motivational and up-to-date content, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Excellence Above Talent. And remember, keep moving forward, never give up, and you are never alone in this battle. We'll see you next time.